Basics Podcast. It is Wednesday, July 17th. Training camp weeks are here. The Denver Broncos fired things up. Rookies and veterans reporting. A lot of exciting stuff going on. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host of the daily CBS Sports NFL Podcast. Today, um, because there's not really anything that's actually happened since we record this on Tuesday. That's just how this works when you do a daily podcast. Uh, we will be breaking down some of the games that we've got our eye on that'll be starting in like six weeks. This is going to be a, uh, super friends podcast. But before we get to that, you know what else this week is? It's a major week. That's right. The fourth and final golf major of 2019 is here and the first cut Podcast is set to break down the Open Championship all week long. Kyle Porter, Mark Immelman, and Chip Patterson will have you covered the preview podcast today. That's Wednesday because the TO starts at 5.30 in the morning on Thursday. I'll be up watching it, my favorite major of the year, uh, as well as post-round analysis after round two on Friday and then following the final round on Sunday. So you're going to get a preview, post-cut analysis after the second round, and then post-championship analysis. Tons of storylines. Jerory McElroy's home course, basically, he owns a course record, 61, which he shot at, uh, at at the ripe old age of 16 years old. Brooks Kepko, once again, undervalued, looking for his fifth major. Um, Tiger Woods looking for his 16th. Not a lot of people think Tiger could win. But uh, a lot of exciting stuff going on at Royal Port Rush. So make sure to subscribe to the First Cut podcast on the pick six podcast we are going to continue by the way doing mailbag shows if you go to itunes and you leave a five-star review i will guarantee that at some point we will answer your question provided it's safe for work and not like rude and um and can i can i point something out that's ryan wilson always jumping in like a rude person yes ryan go ahead you say five-star reviews and sometimes people get angry that you require a five-star review We've read plenty of one-star reviews during the uh, Q&A portion of the podcast, so it's not a prerequisite. It's just uh, if you like the podcast, uh, leave five stars. Yeah, I mean, like, you're not going to um, – oh, yeah, by the way, speaking of – like, like, like this guy's going to get his podcast, his review read, but I'm not going to answer a question on a two- or one-star review. If you leave a five-star review and answer the question, ask a question, we'll answer it. Um, Arbor K says, hard to listen, too logical. That was his headline, and he wrote, Will is smart in football, but it's too logical. Hard to listen to. Get a very nerdy vibe from them. They have no fun. ATN, I think so that means around the NFL, is ten times better. I mean, like maybe like two or three times better, but whatever. Uh, Will's entire life is tweeting about football. Can't say I'm wrong. I feel like that may have been Pete Prisco writing that. I'm yeah, gonna give that guy's. I'm gonna give that guy's review a three star review because it's half accurate. Because all you do is tweet about football. That's true. But job. no one, no one has ever called Brinson logical or so a nerd. That's, that's not not true. So that guy three stars on his review. All right, it's um, a two star review for me because you also tweet about soccer and you also tweet about tennis now, which is a new thing. I can't wait till you quit playing tennis. I have to quit reading these tennis tweets. <laughs> I'm playing tennis uh, tonight. Actually, excited about it. Um, I've been working. I'm hitting the ball machine a bunch lately. Got my forehand going. Where do you do that? That ain't a YMCA setup. You must be at a fancy club. Uh, it's a university club. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course it is. <laughs> you see that John, smile on his I'm face when he started. It's not that nice. It's not like it's some like high end country club. It's just a you know. Do you wear the Jimmy Connor short 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 shorts? No, I need recommendations for tennis gear though. Um, my buddy said to go to Lululemon. I don't know if I'm entirely comfortable doing right. that. Uh, Sean, you seem like somebody who would wear Lululemon clothes working out. I definitely do not. I shop at Target for most of my workout clothes. Is that better? It's cheap. No, it's champion. It's, it's, it's super cheap. cheap. You can yeah. just buy Amazon? They go on Amazon? What's I don't your... have Prime, so you got to pay for shipping. You don't have Prime? No, of course not. You buy Aria dolls and you don't have Prime? And First you're missing Prime Day? That's like skipping Christmas. Actually, John. actually, Prime did just offer me a one-week like trial for like a dollar. Um, and I actually took it. It's expiring tomorrow. So I have ordered a couple books lately. Books. The, the nerve okay. of Brinson to make us record on Prime Day. Cut into my shopping time. Is Tuesday Prime Day? Uh, yeah, we're in the I middle think, of Prime Day right now. I think today's the last day, right? Oh. Last day. And here we are just recording. Are there multiple Prime Days now? Is that what I'm understanding? I think it's Monday and Tuesday. That's not Prime Day. That's Prime Days. I don't work for Amazon. I don't make okay. the rules. I'm just You'll need to email their marketing the Back to Leave them one star review. <laughs> Back to Arbor K's review. I would like to point out that if we were ranking the Super Friends 
from most nerdy to least nerdy, I feel like I'd be fourth. Is that accurate or not? Why would John be nerdy? Uh, yeah, I, I think Breach is less. Breach is less nerdy than me? Like you're yeah. nerdy about food and you're you're pretentious and nerdy about food. <laughs> I think pre- yeah, pretentious is the better word. For that's beer. not really nerdy. Okay, I mean, like I think we can all agree that Sean is a clear number one here. Sean, that's and we're also pretentious about and nerdy, quote unquote, about things like uh, Game of Thrones. You got on your high horse about that. I was actually thinking about Kostos' tweet the other day about what do you call you, Baby Brinson. Baby. Yeah. Okay. okay. Ryan, Ryan has Arya dolls. I mean, Sean has Arya dolls in the background. Clear cut number one. I think Ryan, you would probably admit that that you're probably number two on the nerd side. I, I, yeah, no, I, I take that. Um, yeah, I'm fine with being one. Yeah, uh, no, there's nothing wrong. It's a, and it's a pretty tight rankings here. It's not like, you know, anybody. It's not like we have one nerd and one cool guy. I am Here's actually, the thing, though: if you turned around John's camera, there's a fifty-fifty chance that there are a bunch of dolls lining the wall. So he could be like, nerd I think just up. like the heads of the dolls, though. Like, he, like <laughs> camera will never them. be turned around. So what we know of John. I think he would be last. Of my public persona. Right. But you're so pretentious about things, Brenton, that borders on nerdy, even though you don't have the knowledge to back it up if we're being honest. Brenton, you play tennis <laughs> with a ball machine. Playing tennis isn't nerdy. By yourself be... with a ball machine using the money you got from your family truck? Ball... That's, not that... That's not nerdy. That's not nerdy. That might be pretentious. Brenton wants to be loved by like every possible group. So right. he wants to fit in with like the jocks and the bros, you know, he's playing tennis, he's drink crushing some beers afterwards. <laughs> but then when Game of Thrones is on and all the nerds are talking, he's gotta fit in there, so he's gotta go to Reddit and he's gotta steal the latest theories and pretend like they're his all own true. theories. Because he just needs to be loved by every possible group on Twitter. I am actually surprised that he hasn't jumped on the Stranger Things bandwagon, because that's a big that's a big contingent. Maybe second only to, to Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, season three was, was lit, as the kids say, by uh, the way. I tried to watch the first season. I couldn't really get into it. I'll probably dive into it at some point. I'll tell you what I just got into that's uh, pretty awesome. Shit's Creek. Yep. I have, I have three seasons into that. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. My wife got me uh, hooked on that. And um, I'm currently going through... Uh, uh, Were you watching The Americans a while ago? Because you got mad at me when I was going to spoil it. I think I'm caught up on The Americans, but I might not be. Well, it's done. So you would have finished the series. I don't think I've seen the, the last. I, I don't think I've seen the last season. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Bojack Horseman. I'm kind of into right now. It's a little dark, but it's a good show. Uh, we could talk football if you guys want. Can I tell a quick story? Sure. <laughs> I want to get John's perspective because you. All right. Two, after this break, we're going to wrap up the podcast. No, okay. <laughs> you two numb nuts didn't uh, text me back last Friday. My 12 year old had a soccer game. And there's a 12 year old soccer game that preceded it uh, with the good kids. My my son's not one of the good kids. Um, By the way, 100 percent that we're getting a mean review about a tangent and not this is actually football, blah 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 blah. And I I I'm I was shocked, and I am rarely shocked, especially at sort of sporting events. So the team that we we got their tennis before the game, we're watching the game again. These 12 year olds are playing; they're pretty good. And the team A, I will say, was winning by four goals. Ten minutes after uh, we got there, when the game ended, Team A had lost by one goal. The other team came back, scored like five goals in ten minutes. The goalie for Team A, who gave up those five goals in the last ten minutes, his dad was sitting in front of us because you take your little camping chairs and you sort of swap out when the game's over so you can watch the game. He was sitting there, and he was just taking pictures. I was like, okay, he's fine. His son was the goalie. When his son came over, and he seemed like a normal guy, someone that probably goes to Brent's tennis club. When his son came over, his son was like um, – Upset and understandably so. He just gave five goals. His team lost. And, you know, his dad wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. And he, he said to his dad, they were talking back and forth. Then I heard him say to his dad, where's my water bottle? Bottle. And he wasn't saying it very nicely. He was angry. And his dad says, with literally 75 people within earshot, your effing water bottle is over there, which got my attention because usually you don't talk to your son that way. So they go back and forth and they're angry. His dad's angry that the, with the way the son played. The son's angry. I think he hates his dad. <laughs> and at some point, the son goes, and I'm not even joking. Like, I was literally four feet away just trying not to pay attention. The son goes, F you, dad, at the top of his voice. <laughs> the son's response, uh, the father's response, F you. <laughs> the mother's sitting in between there, not saying Did a you word. record just, this? Please tell me you have this on phone, cell phone video. Well, my wife, who's a school teacher, she's a middle school teacher, had our seven-year-old, and, like, she was covering his ears. Like, he was <laughs> I was like, all right. Earmuffs. Bring it down a few a few notches. But then he turns around, like, you know, they, they get their crap together, they get ready to leave. They turn around like nothing happened, and, and the, the guy's like, how you doing? <laughs> Just walks, <laughs> walks But it was the craziest thing 
like I've been to a ton of sporting events from playing sports when I was whatever, eight or nine till, you know, now that's what I do for my, my, my job. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I was, I was blown away. I was actually speechless. I've never seen like a 12 year old tell his dad to F off within feet of his face and see, see the father's response be the exact same. So I just wanted to share that story. I don't know if anyone out there had similar stories. I would love to hear them because this seems like, uh, n- not a great show of sportsmanship. Uh, did I tell the story about the guy telling me to F off at the golf course? <laughs> no, that's probably understandable. Yeah. I told, I told, I, even knowing the story. I told, I told, I told that right. Brinson wouldn't let him play through because he was finishing a six pack of beer before he could move to the next hole <laughs> and uh, tweeting about it. I'll tell it really, I'll tell it really quickly. We actually, we're like ten minutes into this podcast and haven't said a word about football. It's like training camp is here. We're really excited, but here's some stupid random stories first. Uh, no, I was playing golf. This is like a couple months ago, and um, I'm playing with me and three of our friends, and we end up. You know, it's out of, out of the public course, of course. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, we, we played, we were behind this group of like red birds who were just take rednecks taking their sweet time, you know, dr- like, dr- like chugging beer, like on the tee box and like chatting it up. And we're like, Oh my God, like this is so slow. And there's a group of old men behind us, three who are uh, in carts and one guy that's walking. And the guy who's walking looks like the Nunzio from, uh, from Caddyshack, he's got like a black leather glove and black pant, black like pants out there. It's ninety degrees in North Carolina. We have no idea why he's wearing that. And like they're on our ass every every hole, every shot. And we're like, God, like won't they, one of these redbirds let us play through? And finally, we're on. Uh, I think it's like hole number um, hole number fourteen or something like that. And it's been a long day. We're out there four hours already. We tell us to be a five hour round, and uh, we're we're like up on the green. All of a sudden, we hear, "Hey, fellas." Think you could pick up the pace a little bit? And I turn around, it's Denunzio, and he's standing up on the, on the hill. And I go, I look back at him, I go, are you kidding me, pal? There's a group right there in front of us. And he goes, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I, I didn't, I didn't see that. And so like, as we're, as like, we turn around, we're like, I'm like, unbelievable. I'm walking back to the cart and I say very, very under my breath, but like very loudly under my breath. I said, are you effing kidding me? And like, and get back in the cart, and all of a sudden we hear, "F you! I made a mistake. What do you want from oh, me?" Nice. And this guy's like unleashing on me. And we're like, "Oh my god!" And so there's a debate: like, do we find out what car he has and like key his car? Do we uh, do we bomb golf balls back at him? Do we do we run away in case this guy's uh, armed and dangerous on a golf course? You know, how do we handle all this? Uh, and well, it sounds like it's your fault. No, he can't. You can't come up to a group in front of you when you're playing golf and and tell somebody to hurry up. You he least, apologized, and then he apologized again as he was cursing. He could see the other group. At the very least, you need to check and make sure there's not another group in front of you. That's. Fair. I think the bigger question here is, Brinson, do you play any non-country club sports? <laughs> no, is no, the answer. That no is the answer. Golf and tennis. <laughs> golf and tennis. Brinson's is- definitely the prissiest guy on the Pick Six podcast. Reach, even at four thirty in the morning in Atlanta, that game we were playing, that's like a country club club game. The little. Throw the ball, hit the other ball game. <laughs> you mean bocce ball? Yeah, that's the most that's the most country club game of all time. <laughs> Throw the ball. Yeah. I don't. Know. I like bocce ball. Yeah, bocce's great. Sean's Sean might be number two country clubby. Uh, yeah, I played, I played tennis growing up. One. What's that? I played tennis growing up a bit, but I mean, soccer was my sport for almost my over half my life. So I don't think I don't know. I don't think I deserve that title. Not net worth wise, Sean is probably number one. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a weird conversation now. All right, let's uh, let's talk some football really quick since it's, we're 13 minutes into this podcast. Um, what we're gonna do today? And by the way, make sure to check out CBS Sports HQ. It's free. It's 24 seven. It's a streaming sports network. You can watch CBS Sports HQ anytime, anywhere in the CBS Sports app on your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, or Apple TV. Seriously free. No cable package or subscription required, and you can dive in. And I'm sure to, uh, hear John Breach talk about the games that are going to make or break every team season. And so John went through and did a game for every single team that will decide their fate as to whether or not they are good or bad. Um, it's probably not true. It's a little bit of breach hyperbole, but it's cleverly crafted in a way that will make people click into the story in July. And you know what? It's interesting. And you did a good job with it, John. I'm not, I'm not insulting you here. I'm, I'm being very complimentary when I say these things about you. And so what we're going to do is we're going to run through each team very quickly and, um, we're going to rotate through. So I, I will I will say the game, and then Breach, Ryan, uh, Sean will say make or break. Sound good? And then you can explain why. When well, we're saying 
Yeah. I, yeah, of course I'm going to have a question about this. So if I say make, I'm saying, what am I saying? You're saying that the, like, so if I'm like, this game will make or break their season, like I'm either agreeing or disagreeing with Breach. So are you making a, are we making a game prediction? So if you uh, think it'll make their season, you're saying they're going to win and the season's made. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what we're thinking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, or you could be like, this is a dumb, this game sucks. Breach did a bad job with this one. If you want, like for the Bears. Sean, if you if you get the Bears, you could be like John did this wrong week one. No, against he's, the... he's got it right. Okay, all right. Well, then just just give some analysis of the particular game. Okay. Um, did you are you did you guys prepare your analysis for this game? John, I just I'm had right. to ask. I Bre- just had to ask for the rules. So all right, so I we're gonna go. So. so breach Patriots. Actually, I'll be the fourth. Well, I'll, I'll be the fourth one. So we'll go breach Patriots. Ryan Jets. Sean Bills and I'll do Dolphins. Breach. Week 14 against the Chiefs. Patriots make or break for the New England Patriots. Will Brinson, it is going to make their season because the Patriots are going to win that game. And obviously we know that's a big game because those are the two teams that are battling for home field advantage. And the Patriots suck on the road in the playoffs. Although they did beat the Chiefs last year, we all saw it. But since 2005, they are just two and four on the road. So I do think it's a big game that they absolutely need to win because it's likely home field advantage in the AFC is going to come down to those two teams. There might be another team or two in that race. Uh, but if I made a prediction on this game right now, it is the Patriots. And as I noted in the story, they play the Bengals the next week. So I will be watching this game just to hear Bill Belichick say that they're on to Cincinnati. Oh. And if he doesn't say it, I'll be sad. Wow, that's a sneaky great call on the schedule. They gave him the Chiefs and then the Bengals again, maybe just to get onto Cincinnati because that's who they lost to. In 2014, they lost yeah. to the Chiefs 43 to 14 and then played the Bengals the next week. I can't believe you haven't written a 2019 NFL schedule, Colin. Sneaky way that the schedule makers could get Bill Belichick to go viral again or like the, the schedule makers do. They put a lot of Easter eggs on the schedule. That is, you really go through it. You see, maybe I will write an Easter egg, a schedule Easter egg for 2000. Thanks, Brenton. I'm going to steal that idea. Just and uh, jump in slack. that thing for uh, 600,000 pages. Just going to jump in slack and claim this Easter egg story. <laughs> uh, Ryan jets week two against the Browns on Monday night football, make or break. So week two Browns Baker Mayfield, who, according to most people, is a good quarterback. Uh, at least one person thinks he's not great. Um, we'll leave it at that. Who doesn't like Baker Mayfield? The tiered quarterback rankings. <laughs> Who's tiered quarterback rankings? <laughs> Didn't we just talk about this over time? <laughs> oh, over t- oh, our text thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. uh, anyway, this this could make their season. Was Baker ranked low on that tiered quarterback rankings? I think he's middle of the pack. Yeah, anyway, I, this uh, I'm not sure what make or break means, but th- they're going to lose this game. <laughs> Me too, it's Ryan. Gonna, it's going to ruin their season. Because, look, best case is that they beat the Bills in week one, and there's no guarantee that happens because this is Josh Allen's coming out party, according to Peter. <laughs> week two, the Browns are going to lose that game unless they hire Hugh Jackson uh, to be the coach of the Browns. Week three, Patriots. So the best case, fingers crossed, they're one and three going into the bye week of week four. They have a week four bye, which also is terrible, and they're going to lose a whole bunch of games after that. At the Eagles, Cowboys, the Patriots again. Maybe they beat the Jaguars. Uh, maybe they beat the Dolphins. Week 10, they face the Giants. By that point, Daniel Jones will be playing. He'll be red hot. NFL Rookie of the Year candidate. That's sort of a joke. But they're not going to win that um, that Browns game. And even if they beat the Bills in week one, it's not going to matter. That season's going to be uh, toast. Adam Gase is going to be looking at tacos for the final two months of the season, <laughs> so on and so forth. I think Sam Darnold will have a good year. He'll be better. But I, I don't know if there's enough around that team to, to magically save them from from how they started um, last year. And uh, Le'Veon Bell, I'm going to go 1,200 total yards as the uh, set the line of that. 1,200 yards from scrimmage? Yeah. Or 1,200 rushing yards? Scrimmage. You're, Over. You're the you're – the, it's like – you're the guy, the guy that accused me of being a Steelers homer. Yeah, no. can, can, can we get me. 200 to 1 odds on that one like we did with <laughs> yeah, the MVP? What odds are you giving us here, Ryan? Uh, 1 to 200. <laughs> I'll put 200 on it then. But he's over. Uh, <laughs> that, means you would owe, that means if he goes, that means if he gets hurt. Hey, hey, that means if, no, that means if he breaks his leg in week one, you would owe Ryan, I think, $40,000 or $4,000. <laughs> like yeah. Please, Trubisky, win. But he's going to win the Trubisky bet. Yeah, yeah right. so, so then you just owe Ryan $3,000. What, what would you set the scrimmage line at? Uh, scrimmage yards for Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, 1600 is probably about right. All right. He hasn't played in a year. 1200 is a slap in the face. Yeah, it is. 
Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's like uh, over under Antonio Brown, five hundred seventy-five. He did that earlier. He did like nine hundred or eight hundred. All right, all right. Ryan's dragging this out too long. Bills make or break week three versus the Bengals. Sean, I like that. I got matched up with the Bills and Bengals, the two teams I consistently um, crap on the most. I did it on purpose. I don't. It's called. I don't planning. I don't. Okay. Um. I don't think this will make either team season because I don't think either of these teams are playoff caliber teams. That said, if I have to pick right now, I think, sorry, Breach, the Bills win as no, much as I... It's just make or break for the Bills. Don't worry about yeah, the Yeah, it's Bengals. not the Bengals. Don't worry about the Bengals. Just make or break for the Bills. He Breach's claim is that week three against the Bengals is going to make or break the Bills season. Do you think it will make their season or break their season? I think it will break their season, but even if they win, I don't think it matters. Because I don't think they're a playoff team. But I think they win the game. That's okay. what I'm saying. Great, great. Because it's in Buffalo. I think um, as much as I don't like Josh Allen, uh, the Bills' defense last year I think was the second best in DVOA. Um, I'm not – the Bengals' offensive line I think can be called into question. Um, I could see a rough day for Andy Dalton, especially, again, it's in Buffalo. Superb analysis. Thank you. Uh, Dolphins, week two versus the Patriots. This is me. Make or break. And by the way, it will be Steelers, John, Ravens, Ryan, Browns, Sean, Brinson, Bengals. Make or break Dolphins week two against the Patriots. Uh, I'm going to say break. <laughs> Call me crazy. I think the, I think the Dolphins are going to crazy. be broken all season long. I will be interested to see who is the quarterback in this because if it's Josh Rosen, uh, you know, second year quarterbacks and like 26 or under against Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick are traditionally terrible, and Josh Rosen won't have a lot to work with, so you could see the Patriots finally getting their revenge in South Beach, and if it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, maybe the maybe the early season Fitzmagic train will be rolling, and uh, who knows? They could do a little damage. I don't think that the Dolphins uh, stand a chance against the Patriots or much at all this season. Uh, Steelers, week two, John Breach. Brenton, you do know the Dolphins are five and one at home in their past six games against the Patriots. I, I do. Don't you? I do know that. Okay. Yeah. I'm just making sure. I wanted the podcast listeners to know that also. Uh, do you know what Bill Belichick assistants, how well do Bill Belichick assistants, former assistants do against Bill Belichick? Actually, uh, surpri- surprisingly well, I think. I was going to ask Wilson about Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia <laughs> beat Bill Belichick. I know, but I just love asking Wilson about Matt Patricia. Oh, he'll get the Lions. Don't worry. Uh, Steelers, make or break week two versus the Seahawks, Breach. This is really early in the season, which so it might seem weird to have the Steelers week two make or break. But the thing is, they open up week one on the road against the Patriots. I don't think there's a lot of people who think they're going to win that game. So if they're 0-1 going into week two to play the Seahawks, there's a very, very real possibility they drop to 0-2. You know how many times the Steelers have started 0-2 under Mike Tomlin, who has been the coach since 2007? Never. Anybody? Once. Never? Once. Once. Yeah. Okay. And they, and they, missed, the, and they missed the playoffs that year. So yeah, it's like four or something. Here's the thing. When you get rid of your two stars and you're saying, hey, now we're fixed, and then you come out and start 0-2, that's <laughs> a problem. So I'm going to say the Steelers break here and lose this game. All right. Shot. Make or break Ryan Wilson, Baltimore Ravens week four at home against the Browns. Let's make, let's pick up the pace for these two, by the way. Yeah, they, they do struggle against the Browns. Uh, the Browns almost beat them at the end of the season, Baker Mayfield. Um, I think there's an interception late that prevented the Steelers from going to the playoffs. So that's on, on the Browns. I think this game will be fine for the, for the Ravens. They start at Miami. They're going to win that game. They face the Cardinals in week two. They're going to lose to the Chiefs in week three. Even if they drop to two and two, if they lose this game, they'll be fine. It's going to come down to them. Um, the Browns and the Steelers in that division. And of course, uh, we can't sleep on the Bengals. Ha ha ha. But, uh, yeah, not worried about this game. I, I think that's a, that, that game is going to be decided, a big deciding factor in the wild card race in the AFC or maybe in the division. Sean Browns week one Titans make or break. I like this pick, uh, by breach because I think we've talked about the only thing that seems like it could derail the Browns expectations. And if they lose a winnable game week one, then they have to go to New York, play LA and Baltimore. You could see things spiraling out of control. I say it makes your season. I think they come out, they're at home. I think they win the game against the Titans, um, and things proceed smoothly for them. It's a great call by Breach because you lose that game, and all of a sudden you're 0-4, and and you're you're like the crabby guy spinning. You're like Mr. Krabs spinning around. You don't know where you are. Uh, Bengals, week two, make or break versus the 49ers. I will say break, and that's because – the Bengals have... You hate the Bengals, Brinson. You hate them. I was with you on the over, but I think the problem is the 49ers can be healthy. 
you know, we don't know what the Bengals are going to look like on defense. I don't think they'll be able to slow them down. I sneakily like the over on this game early on. Like these two offenses could actually put up points and the defenses might not be great. Um, the, the Bengals probably aren't going to be healthy. Their, their offensive line isn't healthy right now. And the 49ers one strength on defense is that defensive front. And so Andy Dalton could see a lot of pressure early on. Rough game for the Bengals and all of a sudden their season could be down the ye old toilet before it even begins in week two. Moving One quick stat, 49ers 0-12 in the Eastern time zone since 2015. That's a great stat. Uh, a lot of losses. Colts, week 12 at the Texans, John. Make or break? I think this is going to make the Colts season. The division basically came down to Indianapolis and Houston last year. I think we're going to see more of the same this year, except Andrew Luck has another year under his belt, and this is basically going to be the Colts. This might be the week. This is week 12. This could be the week we see the Colts clinch the division. Could be that early. I think the Colts are that good. So this is going to make the Colts season. Texans, week 17 at home against the Titans. Ryan, make or break for the Texans. Going to break it. Mm. You don't know why? Because Marcus Mariota is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Well, uh, Mike Vrabel did say he plans to have Marcus Mar- Mariota around for seven years or something. Chip Kelly said he was going to have Nick Foles for 10,000 years. Did we talk about how Mike Vrabel said he would yeah, cut off Yeah, he's been his, saying some stuff. He said he would cut off his penis to win a Super Bowl? I think his, his gonads, not his penis. Would you breach? Would you? I think he said D I C K. Would you cut yeah. off anything for a Pulitzer? No. Nah. nah. <laughs> I'd lose one of my one of my guys. Breach. Would you cut off your penis for the Bengals to win a Super Bowl with Andy Dalton? <laughs> what do you mean? Dalton has to be there when he cuts it off. If a <laughs> kicker wins MVP in the game, then yes. And shouts it. Okay, no, dead. I'm dead serious. Would you, you, we don't even say penis. Would you cut off, would you cut off one foot and you can never get a prosthetic? But you can cut off one foot, no prosthetic. Would you cut it off for the Bengals to win a Super Bowl and the kicker, after he kicks the game winning field goal and wins MVP, to shout out your dad? Okay, as much as I'd love it to happen, I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't cut off any body part for anything, literally anything in the world, unless there was like, I would cut off. If there was a kid drowning and I had to cut off my arm and throw it out as part of a like a, a tube to save him and bring him back to shore, maybe in that situation. But unless someone's life is on the line, I'm not cutting off any body parts. I see. I would do it for money before I did it to save somebody else. I think. Really? I was going to say, how much if money? you could cure cancer to cut off your arm, would you do it? Yes. Yeah, yes. Would it. No well, okay. Just making Wait, sure. Wait, for instance, five selfish asshole would say no. <laughs> I'm just what? making sure Breach sounded like very opposed to doing it for anything whatsoever. What do I need to cut off for $5 million? Two, arm, two arms? Give it both to me. Bring it on. Do I get a prosthetic? You would cut off your arm for $5 million? Well, You only get one prosthetic, so you have to go one fake arm the rest of your life and no arm. I probably wouldn't do both. Oh, that's tough, man. Can I cut off my penis instead? <laughs> I've got a kid. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, you, can, you can do whatever you want, Brenton. You don't need. I need both. I need both <laughs> arms to play golf. All right? I'm trying to enjoy this five million dollars. I love uh, the idea of your son having to go to school and explain to people that his dad's the one that cut cut, cut off his wiener for five million bucks. <laughs> I love the idea of Brenton's porn career being over for uh, this five million dollar payday. Uh, and we're all thinking, him five million dollars. Uh, Would you raise enough about? Would you rather cut off your penis or both your arms? Well, you can't have one without the other, I suppose. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. The Texans, week 17, oh, yeah. going to get broken. Yeah, so here's here's why, and I'm sure John checked this out on the schedule. Their stretch after the bye is brutal, and this team, offensive line is a huge question. So here's how they finish. At the Ravens, the Colts, the Colts are going to win that division, by the way. The Patriots, the Broncos, the Broncos are my darker team to make the playoffs, by the way. At the Titans, at the Bucks, Titans. So I think that Week 17 game after – I mean, they could win – They could. Wait, wait. Who's your dark horse team to make the playoffs? The Broncos, baby. I thought we've been clowning on Brinson for riding the Broncos hype train. We have been doing this. All, man, cut off two arms, Sean. Change your mind. Uh, I've, I've been, I've been reading some material, but, uh, <laughs> the point is that those final, uh, seven games, if the Texans won two of those, I wouldn't be completely shocked. And if they lose that week 17 game, 
that could be the difference between them making or missing the uh, the wild card. This is a three to one pro Broncos podcast now, Sean. You're the you're on anti Flacco Island. You're the holdout. Yep. Uh, Jaguars preaching pro yep. Broncos. Titans. Yeah, he is. He's, I am riding the Joe Flacco hype train. I've been riding it since March, man. I'm leading it. You might as well cut off all January the, Joe. I'm expecting off, him to show up all season. Cut off every appendage you got, Sean. It's over. Uh, week thirteen, <laughs> Titans at the Colts. Make or break, Sean. I think it breaks their chances to win the division. That said, I think at that point they'll still be in line for a potential wildcard spot. And if you look at the schedule, they've got a week 15 and week 17 matchups against Houston. And I think Houston's going to be the team that they're fighting for a playoff spot with, with the Colts winning the division. Uh, so I think they lose the game in, in Indianapolis. I think that's the game that the Colts win to pretty much wrap up the division. Um, but I think their season comes down to the two Houston games at the end. And they also got the Saints sandwich in between there. So that's a really tough stretch for them at the end of the year. Uh, and Jack- quick stat there. Yeah. The Titans have never beaten One. Andrew Luck. They're 0 and 11. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Jaguars week two at home against the Texans. I would say make. I don't think the Jaguars season is going to be that great, but I do think that this is a make game for them in terms of what they do well, which is rush the passer and put Jalen Ramsey in coverage against DeAndre Hopkins and get pressure on, uh, get pressure on uh, Deshaun Watson. And I actually think that as good as the Texans defense can be, the Jaguars will be a healthy team that can run the ball effectively. So I'd like a make situation in here. AFC West, John Breach, Week 17, Chiefs versus the Chargers. Make or break for the Chiefs? God, it's Chargers at home and at the Patriots in, in, a, in a span of three weeks, huh? Yeah, that's a pretty rough stretch there for the Chiefs. And it's one of those where you're like, the AFC West legitimately could come down to this Week, seven ga- week 17 game between the Chiefs and the Chargers. And here's the thing. I think Andy Reid, maybe even more so of all his regular season losses last year, this is, feels like the one he's probably the most bitterest about. Obviously, I'm sure he's upset about the AFC title game loss of the Patriots. Uh, I don't see any way that the Chiefs lose to the Chargers in Kansas City in Week 17. So I think this makes their season, they seal the AFC West title, and they go to the playoffs and get the bye. All right. Week 11, Chargers at home. In Mexico City on a Monday night against the Chiefs, Ryan, make or break. Yeah, uh, John flipped it, around, uh, flipped it around there. The, week, the uh, previous conversation about the Chiefs was the Week 17 game, the Chargers. Now it's the Week 11 game in quote unquote Mexico City's home game for the for the Chargers. Uh, this is going to be a huge game. I don't think it's going to break the Chargers season, even though they may lose this game. And look, if we're hyping the Broncos, there's a really good chance that three teams come out of the West and <coughs> making the playoffs. And everyone, including Sean, is hyping the Broncos, it sounds like. So let's say they lose that game to the Chiefs in Mexico City. Then they have their bye week, and then it goes at Denver. That's going to be a tough game against uh, Joe Flacco. We've noticed that in January, as John pointed out. Uh, and then they finish with the Raiders and the Chiefs. I, I think they'll be okay, even if they happen to lose that game in Mexico. Uh, week one against the Broncos at home. The Oakland Raiders make or break, Sean. little tough spot for you here. I think it breaks the Raiders' season. That's right. Because uh, why? Look, I'm, I'm, why? Why? Because who's going to win? Because the Broncos are a better team. But, <laughs> but that's, not saying much. that's not saying much. Look, I, I like a lot what the the Broncos are obviously have on defense, and obviously I'm a fan of Vic Fangio. Um, so I really wouldn't mind seeing the Broncos do okay. I don't think they're a terrible team. Uh, I think like the Raiders, I think have done an okay job, you know, getting these draft picks. And we'll see if the, you know, if the guys they took actually pan out, but I still think that defense in particular is pretty bad. And so it wouldn't surprise me if the Broncos managed to put up a few points and the Joe Flacco era gets off to a decent start and the, yeah. look, the John Gruden era for me is not going to begin until they get to Vegas. All right. Uh, Broncos week two against the Bears. Obvious make situation for the Denver Broncos. Hey, you mentioned Vic Fangio. He knows a little something about Chicago. They're going to be coming in to Mile High Stadium where it's tough to play. The offensive line with Mike Munchak getting things going, going to protect for Joe Flacco. They're going to run the ball down Khalil Mack's throat. Joe Flacco is going to go up top, up top, all over a reworked Bears secondary that Vic Fangio knows the intricacies of. He's going to know how to beat them. He's going to know how to take them down. And this is going to be a 2-0 Broncos team with people mm. asking a lot of questions about the Bears. And speaking of which, and their MVP quarterback. That's right. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of questions about the Bears, we'll answer whether their make-or-break season is coming up after this break. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. 
Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. All right, uh, NFC East. We're going to keep it rolling. We're going to steamroll through the uh, NFC here with our make-or-break games. You can read the article uh, by John Breach on CBSSports.com. Cowboys, John, Week 16 at the Eagles, make-or-break. Look, by the time the Cowboys get to Week 16, it feels like their season could just be spiraling out of control, falling apart. Jerry Jones getting ready to fire Jason Garrett. You have Week 14, they play the Bears. Week 15, they play the Rams. And then week 16, which is their make-or-break game against the Eagles. So this would be the point of the season where it's uh, they either win or it's all over. I do not think they're going to make. I think they are going to break. And then everyone is going to laugh at the Cowboys for giving Dak Prescott more money than Carson Wentz, which hasn't happened yet, but I do think it will happen before that game's played. All right, make-or-break. Ryan Wilson, Eagles, week 12 at home against the Seahawks. Make, I think the Eagles don't have any real competition in that division for basically what John just pointed out about the Cowboys. Redskins are a mess. The Giants are a mess. Uh, I think they're actually going to beat the Seahawks then and, and then sort of roll the victory. They finish with the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Cowboys, and the Giants. I mean, that's hardly a tough stretch and an easy run to the division title, it looks like. If Man. Carson Wentz can stay healthy. Uh when it's my turn, I'm going to make two confessions to you guys. But first, Sean Wagner, you're our resident Redskins homer. I don't. Redskins, week one, make or break at the Eagles. Uh, it's going to break their season. Uh, it's either going to be, what, Case Keenum starting or Dwayne Haskins in his first ever start. 100% going to be Case Keenum. Um, and look, at that point in the year, unless something happens in the preseason, Wentz will be healthy. Uh, it's in Philadelphia. I don't think this one will be even close. Yeah, it's a 10-point line at least in a divisional game, which is insane. Uh, week six for me, Giants make or break versus at the Patriots on Thursday night. Thanks for clearing that up, John. Where's that game? At Gillette Stadium. Uh, okay, a little double revenge. I think. All right, um, I'll tell you in just a second. I looked it up. Uh, week six at the Patriots. I don't know how you got versus in there. I want to make really quickly two confessions to you guys because – I feel like we should be open and honest on this podcast. And um, I may or may not have had some beer on Friday, last Friday. And at which point in time, I decided to, yep, because uh, zero, yep, at 12.07 a.m. Oh, my God, he made a crazy bet. You bet the Giants <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. I did not do that. I did, however, bet on Dak Prescott to win MVP. All right, that's fine. What are those odds? Right. 50 to 1. Okay. That's fine. Okay. And I also bet on uh oh, this is at 9:41 p.m. I bet on the um the Giants to win the division. Oh god. Well, you deserve whatever happens to you on that one. 18 to 1. Okay. Well, good luck. So tw- <laughs> so 25 bucks. 25 bucks pays 437.50. The thing is, so when Brenton chance. is hosting the next podcast from a homeless shelter, we will know it's because he bet all his money on the Giants. That's right. Um, and you still have to pay me my five bucks on the Trubisky bet. That's right. Uh, 
you do. Have I'll loan it to you. Yeah. Uh, I, I say this will, if I think this is a break situation. Uh, I don't think they're going to go into Gillette and win the Patriots on a short week, uh, against, I mean, this is a mismatch across the board. There's really no spot that the Giants are better. New England will win this game and they will probably be 10 to 12 point favorites coming into it. Uh, the NFC North. The Bears, week one against the Packers, John Breach. Thursday night, the NFL 2019 season opener. Make or break for Mitch MVP Trubisky and company. So here's the thing. These two teams played last year in week one, and the Packers won, and nobody thought anything about it or cared because the storyline was, hey, the Bears suck again, and Aaron Rodgers was doing Aaron Rodgers things and let a comeback, and all was normal in the world. This year, the Bears actually have expectations. The very first game of the NFL season is in Chicago. There's the 100th year celebration. Everyone's going to be watching, so there is some pressure here. And I feel like if the Bears lose this game, uh, their season could spiral out of control because they have to go to Denver and play January Joe in September the following week in week two. I think the Bears are going to lose this game, and uh, they're not going to the playoffs. Sorry, Sean. Would you guys like to see something funny? Sure. I can't, the podcast can't, <laughs> listeners can't. The podcast <laughs> listeners can't see it, but I will tweet it out. Uh, it's been sent to me on a text thread with Pete Prisco. I just want you guys to be able to see this. It's a picture of. <laughs> <laughs> it is Pete Prisco and Bagel Guy, aka Prisco's identical twin. Um, my God, that's, that's pretty good. It's so beautiful. Uh, okay, Ryan Wilson. Packers, week two at home against the Vikings. Make or break Aaron Rodgers' collarbone. I mean the Packers' season. Oh, they're playing the Vikings, and it was Aaron. Rodgers is going to block you on Twitter. Why did he do that? You're insulting his collarbone. I think Anthony Barr was the one who broke his collarbone, so it's sort of a rematch of of sorts. But John pointed it out. Week one, the the Bears have to play the Vikings, the the Packers, excuse me, and he thinks they're going to lose that game, Chicago. I, I agree. So the Packers will be 1-0 coming into this game against the Vikings. We don't know what to expect from Minnesota. Their offensive line was terrible last year. They drafted a guy, Garrett Bradbury, in the first round at center. They have Irv Smith to play tight end, so that will help. But I don't know if it's going to be enough to, to overcome Aaron Rodgers, who will be angry and will be uh, – I would expect he would be healthy because of that first game. And I think they're going to roll. Um, I don't think there's much competition in that division other than from MVP Mitch. Uh, Lions, week one at the Cardinals. Sean, make or break for your boy, Matt Patricia. It's gonna, it's gonna break their season. They're gonna, <clears throat> I don't think the Cardinals are gonna be good. Uh, no one's gonna have seen Cliff Kingsbury's offense in the NFL. Not gonna have any tape to go off of. Um, if the Lions lose this game, they have to play the Chargers, the Eagles, the Chiefs, then they're by, then the Packers, and then the Vikings. This team could be 0-6. I think Matt Patricia is a candidate to get fired middle of the season, um, if they start 0-6. And so they pretty much have to win this game against Arizona. I like Arizona because I think it's in Arizona. I think, uh, look, I, I like Kyler Murray a lot. I think we're going to see David Johnson, um, actually utilized properly for the first time in a couple seasons. Uh, I think it'll be a close game. Um, but give me the home team. Okay. Uh, make or break for me. Vikings week 16 against the Packers on Monday night at home. This is a make. It's a make. This is how my current NFC Super Bowl team uh, launches into first place in the division. How they Who? take the Vikings. Wait, the Vikings are your Super Bowl team in the NFC? Why is that crazy? It's not that crazy. I'm just making That's sure. That's crazy. They won eight games last year. So? You think Kirk Cousins is going to go to a Super Bowl? Yeah. That's, let me be clear. Yes? We send in the press box to us. He's a rich man's Andy Dalton. Um, That's true. Yeah. And Dalton's not going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. If he is, you're, 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 poor man's Case Keenum. Are you predicting Vikings Bengals right now on this podcast, Brinson? Uh, I am. I am not. I was going to point out that Andy Dalton's not going to the Super Bowl because you just refused to cut off your penis. I um, hope. It's, <laughs> I hope it's going to be Vikings. Uh, Vikings Broncos. Vikings. Oh, if the Broncos are in the Super Bowl, it's just a dance on Sean's face. They're not. Gonna, I'm not at all worried about this. Drew Lock is going to be starting by week ten. He's not even under contract contract yet, Sean. How's he going to play? Anyway. Well, he would sign a contract before. The Vikings are great at home. The Packers are overrated. The Vikings uh, run game is going to be great. And uh, I will take a make situation. It is in prime time, though, Brenton. Moving to the NFC South. Saints, make or break week two at the Rams, John Breach. 
I think that Sean Payton probably has locked himself in a closet for at least half this offseason, maybe the entire offseason, except when he went out to play golf. And I feel like he was just watching film of this game and trying to devise a play, a, a way where the Saints can just thrash the Rams in week two. I think that's all he cares about. They're going to be, be like walk through the Texans week one. They won't even game plan for that because they don't care. They're just staring at this week two game against the Rams, which is in Los Angeles. I think it is going to make the Saints season, and they're going to win by double digits. Hmm. Make or break the Falcons season, Ryan Wilson. Week 13, home against the Saints on Thanksgiving. I think it'll make their season. Um, I, I like this team. I think they're going to be much better. They drafted two offensive linemen. We know about Julio Jones. He's going to sign his contract. We know about Matt Ryan. Here's the deal. After their bye week on November 3rd, they have five straight divisional games, and then they finish week 17 against the Buccaneers to wrap it up, to wrap up the division. That's a tough stretch, and the Saints game comes four games into that divisional game stretch. I think they'll be okay. Um, I, I think they're a playoff team. I sound pretty pretty confident, don't I? You do. Uh, make or break Panthers. Ooh, oh, Pan- Sean got the Panthers. Crap. Uh, make or break week one Panthers at home against the Rams. What say you, Sean? I think it makes their season. I, I think you've got the Rams. Breach could probably tell me uh, about West Coast teams going to the East Coast um, in that 10 a.m. T- time slot. Uh, I think if you look at the Panthers the last couple of years, they made the playoffs two years ago. They were on track to make the playoffs, it seemed like, this past year until Cam Newton's um, shoulder injury. Uh, I think we're all pretty much on this podcast on the Seahawks bandwagon in the NFC West with uh, the Rams, with Jared Goff, maybe with a worse offensive line taking a small step back. I think this is the game that establishes the Panthers as a playoff caliber team. I agree. And actually, I think sort of reminiscent of the, the Panthers having to go on the road and play the Broncos uh, in, in that week one after the Super Bowl loss. Not the same matchup, of course, but man, just a, it's just a tough spot to be if you're the Rams. Uh, make or break. Buccaneers, week two at the Panthers. This is a break. I think the Buccaneers are going to be terrible, and they are going to lose three of their first six games at least because three of them are on the road, and one of them is against the Panthers. And then they really need to beat the 49ers and the Giants at home in the first three weeks if they want to be relevant. Uh, the only reason I'm not completely selling the Buccaneers is I have a modicum of respect for the, all the stuff Bruce Arians has done, and it scares me a little bit. Week 15, NFC West, Rams at Cowboys. John Breach, make or break for the Rams. Well, I love this game's in week 15 because the big question for me is Todd Gurley going to be playing because no one knows – Sure, he's going to be playing in week one, week two, but his knee healthy enough to last an entire season. And here's the thing about the Rams. They have a bye in week nine. After that, they have a pretty brutal schedule. They play the Steelers in Pittsburgh. They play the Bears. They play the Ravens. Uh, not so hard game against the Cardinals, but then they play the Seahawks. And then you have this week 15 Cowboys game. And as much as I love the Rams and my fellow college classmate, Sean McVay, I think this might break their season. I think as long as there's no Ezekiel Elliott holdout in Dallas, that he's going to run all over him. This game is in Dallas, so I'm going to say this breaks the Rams' season. Hmm. All right, Seahawks, Week 14 at the Rams. A lot of Rams mentions. Four Rams mentions. In the, I mean, the Rams have to play the Cowboys on the road in Week 15. Saints at home in Week 2. There's uh, a lot of games. Um, anyway. Uh, Seahawks week 14 at the Rams on Sunday night football, make or break for the Seahawks, Ryan Wilson make and John got hit on week 15 and the Rams potential struggles there. I think we all are in agreement that see the Seahawks are favored to win that division. Um, they're going to run the football a lot. We know that Schottenheimer likes to do that and I'll save Russell Wilson. The defense is going to be good. I have no concerns there. Uh, I think this team is going to be fine. And I think the Rams are, are the sort of the team they're going to be worried about. Wilson, what do you think about the fact that Matthew Stafford is better than Russell Wilson? Uh, I don't buy into that. That's just me. Who was behind Russell Wilson? That's per Golden Tate, by the way, just in case everybody didn't see that. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the tiered quarterback rankings, which had. No, Golden Tate said Matthew Stafford was the best quarterback he's ever played with. Shots at Matt Hasselbeck. Ouch. Yeah. Did Golden Tate play with Matt Hasselbeck? He did. I just wrote the post. He did. The, the, his first year was the seven and nine Seahawks playoff year when they the Marshawn run against the Saints, but he was mainly a kick returner that year. Um, and then right. he played with Tavares Jackson his second year, and then Wilson came his third year. Thank you, Seahawks quarterback historian Sean Wagner McGuff. Uh, 49ers week one at the Buccaneers make or break for Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan. I think it breaks their year. Uh, Breach mentioned it in his post. They're 0 and 12. Um, 
in the Eastern Time Zone, the 49ers. Uh, Ryan's giving me looks. I don't think the I don't think either of these two teams are good, and I think both of their defenses are terrible. Um, and so I'm going to take the team in the Eastern Time Zone. I obviously have a lot of respect for Bruce Arians. Again, I don't think the Bucks are a playoff team. I, but I do think these two teams are a little bit more evenly matched than public perception. Uh, fun fact, Jimmy Garoppolo has made 10 career starts in his entire career, and it seems like we've already talked about him as his franchise guy. I don't think he's ever really proved it. Um, just for comparison's sake, Nick Mullins made eight starts last year. So um, I'm not really buying the Jimmy G hype. What was the fun fact? That he started 10 games in his career. Yeah, and know. that Nick Mullins has started eight. Was, were they combined facts, or was that just one fact together? That's one giant you give fact. us two fun facts for the price of one? Feels a little bit like you just wanted to say fun fact. No, I didn't find anything funny about it. No, it wasn't very fun. Well, it's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be fun. I don't think Neat. it's fun. It's just a basic fact. Well, it looks like stars. you guys were, you went into it with the, with the wrong lens. Like, I need you guys to orient yourself. It's fun, not funny. It's a little bit fun. I didn't, I don't, didn't really find it fun. I mean, it, I'm actually angry about it. I, I thought the 0 and 12 fact was fun, but I would really describe it as like earlier. I would describe it as like a fine fact. Like it's fine. It's a yeah. fine fact. Jimmy Garoppolo only two more career starts than Nick Mullins. Now, if Perfect. you phrase it that way, it might have been fun. <laughs> what? So it is fun. That fact is the been, Jimmy Garoppolo's career equivalent of facts. Like it didn't really impress me. It hasn't really done anything. I'm not really happy with it, but it, it could it could be better. Um, all right, week four, Arizona Cardinals, final team. We flew through these. Against the Seattle Seahawks, I'm going to say this is a break situation for the Arizona Cardinals. And I, I, I like the over on their season win total at five. And Cliff Kingsbury's going to do some fun stuff. They're going to run a bunch of plays. Kyler Murray's going to be exciting until he inevitably takes a shot while running. Did you say they're going to run a bunch of plays? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think the volume at which they operate is going to make them fun. Okay. Fun, fun fact. Like a fun fact. Fun okay. fact. Cliff Kingsbury led the led FBS. Fun fact. Actually, this is a fun fact. Cliff yeah, Kingsbury, I was going to say this sounds like it could be fun. Cliff Kingsbury's teams the last two years at Texas Tech led FBS in all plays run per game. So in other words, let me ask you this: Why why isn't he at Texas Tech anymore? Because he was fired. Oh, okay. Again, I like the over on five wins because it's so, so low, but. I think that even if they beat the Lions in week one, they're going to struggle against the Ravens on the road in week two. I don't think they'll beat the Panthers in week three. And then I think everything's going to come to a screeching halt in the Cliff Kingsbury hype train when they, when they fall to one and three after getting blasted at home by the Seahawks. And all of a sudden they come to the realization that they only have, uh, five more home games left and that they're one and three and they haven't played the Rams yet. So that's not a very fun fact for them. By the way, I just want to point out here that as we've been podcasting, I survived an earthquake and did not make a big deal of it at all. So I'm the MVP of this podcast. That yeah, is a fun fact, John. Just in case you're wondering for future reference. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't feel it? No, it's a pretty small earthquake, but I just saw it on then Twitter. Then you didn't. I if you found it. out about an earthquake on Twitter, you didn't survive an earthquake. I did. That's I'm like me saying I read about gunshots on Twitter and I survived them. <laughs> if if you were in the middle of the – I don't know how you would have missed the gunshots if you were in the middle of a the – The gunshots in Nashville on Twitter, but I survived them, even though I don't know if it was near me. Or you could be deaf, Sean. Oh, my Mine God. Was near me, Listen, it was, a, it was near Fontana, California. According to LA Quakebot, a one four point three. Why would you look at LA Quakebot when I'm in San Francisco? I just, an SF it was a four point three. What? Uh, okay, we're looking at different earthquakes, guys. Well, tell us about your. Earthquake. I forget I brought it up. This has completely derailed the. Thank God. Thank God you're okay. okay. Thank you. Ryan. All right. We gotta go. I, I gotta take my son to story time and go play some tennis. Go hit the ball machine and uh, prepare myself for a potential surgical uh, situation in case somebody shows up at my house with five million dollars. Talk to you guys soon.